Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 600 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And it's a special show as ever because of where we are with the pandemic and everything at the moment. Not being able to go out and do something a little bit different. But as we've been doing since March, uh, here with you in vision as well as sound. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that. And you enjoy the fact it's the last one before Christmas and I'm wearing a Christmas hat. Uh, also, thank you to my producer, Jan, for all her work and the congratulations card which came through this week. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to... Uh, 600 show uh, with absolutely loads on it so let's tell you a bit about that Aggie McKenzie joining us uh, we'll be having a chat with her all about the fog fan and Christmas so finding out what she's up to this festive season uh, also we'll be talking to Edward Chilvers he has got excerpts from 31 pieces uh, this is a fantastic music project there's five of them out there at the moment we'll be having a chat with him and finding out about that we'll be talking about Trentham Live with Jai McDowell uh, he of course won BGT back oh, a few years ago now he's been doing great things on the circuit since and uh, hugely entertaining performer, so we're looking forward to hearing from him. We will be talking to Mr. Showbiz uh, from, of course, Big Brother. You will know that he had a great time uh, in his brief moments in the house, and uh, he is uh, a great performer. He's been going around uh, care homes. We'll be having a chat with him, finding out exactly what's going on and about his Christmas single. We will be hearing from Nick J. Townsend of Week 13. They have a festive offering too. We'll be finding out about the story behind that. Plus, in a moment, you'll be hearing from Rob Kemp, fantastic comedian and a brilliant show, which is available now on VHS. That'll all make more, more possibly less sense as we head through the show today. But once again, thank you for joining me for episode 600. I hope you enjoy it and have a fantastic Christmas, but I will say that bit again at the end. Rob Kemp is a comedian who's been doing an awful lot of fantastic work uh, across the, uh, the, the entire comedy scene, including appearing on video, on VHS, in 2020. It's been a weird year. Uh, he joins me now for Rivenata. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Oh, snap. Uh, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm sick of these walls, if that's anything to go. I don't, not, I'm, not, I'm not, actually. Uh, I'm at my bubble. I'm at my girlfriend's house. So these walls, great. Yeah. Uh, my own wall, less great. So, so yeah, yeah. You, you've got to get the walls you want, which is what counts. I think that that sounds like a euphemism, but let's not go there. So I mean, what is going on? Because I mean, com- comedy-wise, I think the last time I saw you in real life, apart from the time I made you run through uh, a, a dog agility course, apart from that, oh, we go way back. We go way back yeah, to... Yeah, because yeah. was it the Navigation? No, United Kingdom pub, I think. I've I saw you there, didn't I? We did do... We used to run a night there, uh, myself and Dave. In short, in short I was in a playwright. I was in a playwright. I know, it's amazing, isn't it? He, uh, he moved on from, all of, from being a jester and decided to be profound instead. Uh, Who would have thought it? Oh, yeah, what, what, what's, uh, what's going on is um, not a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you, you've introduced me as a comedian, but I'm more accurately a uh, uh, dishwasher salesman in Stafford. Well, but yeah, we, we used to, in my head, you're still, you're still, you're still funny. You must be the funniest dishwasher salesman in Stafford there is going. I hope so. 
hope so, because otherwise, what has all this practice been for? <laughs> Does it help sell dishwashers if you can do some Elvis gags at the same time? Yeah. Uh, well, two things about that. One, yes. Two, don't just don't actually do jokes about Elvis. Well, you know what I mean. Um, I know, I know. I know that. <laughs> I, because the, 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 this centres around the video I mentioned that, that's been out on VHS. Because I mean, is it the Guardian who keeps saying nice things about you? Because you're Guardian, one, uh, one of the one of the press uh, world, they, they keep loving you, don't they? Which is only right because you were a top bloke. But is it the Guardian? It was the Guardian. Yeah, it is the Guardian. Yeah, but, um, you could. There's a lovely uh, piece from them on. It isn't just about me. Uh, it's about the fact that some comedians have embraced retro tech uh, in order to make themselves stand out in the, the 2020 marketplace. Obviously, loads of people are doing recordings of stuff and putting it out on streams or putting it out on Next Up or putting it out on, you know, uh, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there's been Monkey Barrel, for instance, they've uh, released some uh, uh, LP albums Which actually nice. on vinyl. Yeah. Which is lovely, like recordings of the shows from that from that year, um, and so that's that's embracing that. Uh, John Kearns, Aldercock, and um, uh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it right. Ari Eljan, Icelandic guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not going to say. I'm going to say it wrong, but I know I am. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, we've done a recording of the show. Give us the title uh, of the show, because it's got we need its full title, and I'll only mess that up. So the show in uh, the show I took to to Edinburgh a couple of years uh, was called The Elvis Dead, and it's an Evil Dead Two mashed up. It's Evil Dead Two mashed up with the songs of Elvis Presley, and it works. I mean, as you can see, I haven't done it in a while because this is not the hair that I wear during the show. But but it's your own hair. It's real hair that's involved in this. There's no stunt hair, is there? <laughs> That's, yeah, that's 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 true. Uh, it's uh, this is the hair of a man that's gone sick. No, this is hair that's going to prep me for my eventual John Carpenter's The Thing one <laughs> when I do my when I do my best Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we've got things to look forward to. Yeah, but I'm not, I mean, but, I'm not doing that. no, okay. But I mean, the, 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 the whole album this involves you singing, doesn't it? Yes. And 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 I hadn't got you on the list of. People who were going to try and audition for X Factor ever, so you know this is quite um, uh, a revelation to me. Um, I, I, have, I did do that. I did do that. Did you? Yeah, years and years and years ago. Wow. I, uh, I auditioned for X Factor. Uh, did you want to be in One Direction? I think it was pre One Direction. Wow. Was, yeah, um, and I uh, I didn't realise how much uh, standing in front of a uh, uh, an anonymous producer would at the time spook me mm -hmm. because I uh, I didn't I don't think I gave the best showing of myself. It's not like I it's not like I defecated <laughs> in the middle of the. <laughs> I didn't do anything like that. I just I, I don't think I came across with quite the confidence and the uh, presence that I feel I'm capable of. Absolutely. Okay. So, but that, that aside. There is singing in this, and the, so you mentioned the retro formats. VHS, uh, the probably the deadest of video formats ever. I mean, cinefilm is more alive than VHS ever was, I think. Um, <laughs> the, the only next step further you could have gone is Betamax or Video 2000. I mean, uh, that, that would... I remember them. They're the ones with the, the collar that you sort of slide, and it, you can turn it over. 
Okay, you know more about that. It's even even now an anorak of, uh, of of deceased uh, video format. And there was another one that was instead of being like a rectangle, a, like a cuboid, it was like it was a bit more cube-like, and it got one wheel. I think one wheel. Yeah, and um, and I think my my. No, video two thousand was the one that was like a square, mm-hmm. and then there was the VCC, and that was the one that you could. The, the, it's not important. We're getting off track. It's, it's intriguing. I mean, well, yeah, we, we may all at some point manage to talk about this show a bit more, but that, let's not worry too much about it. Uh, I've heard your podcast where you managed to procrastinate on nothing for about three days, but there we are. So, yeah. Uh, so, so, we, so the show, Elvis Dead, <laughs> yeah. was this concert about Evil Dead 2 and Elvis, and uh, it did quite well. We did a recording of it in Cardiff uh-huh. uh, with Go Fast Strike, Chris Evans of Go Fast Strike, and he wanted... To, to document it regardless and there was this whole point he said did you want to see the show again and uh, anyway and it went really well and we wanted to put it out somehow and there was going to be a live stream and we were going to do a q and a and we were going to do all this and that and the other and i i just got to thinking that it'd be really nice if it was an artifact <laughs> slightly selfishly you know in the same way that you want to be an action figure or whatever you know? <laughs> um, they'd never be able to recreate that, your hair on the action figure not this hair. Oh, okay. Proper hair. hair. Proper hair. Okay. But the um, the uh, I I sort of tentatively sort of suggested it to Chris, and he was he was like, well, maybe you know, and we'll see if there's a demand for it. And he we put it out in a, a poll on Twitter, and there was an interest in the actual thing. And then and then um uh one one wag uh came back. And said, "Well, surely it should be on a, a crusty, dusty, uh, old video, nasty VHS." And as soon as somebody posited it, it was per- it was obvious, you know. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, well, of course it should be. <laughs> anything else, anything else was not uh, was not right. So we so we set to work. Chris uh, sourced. Uh, someone who would do it, uh, and then we started. We got uh, Banksy, not that one, uh, <laughs> t- uh, to design. It's so funny. It's so funny. The the the, the guy who got a stroke. His name's Chris Evans. Yeah. Not that one. Yeah. Uh, and we did the guy who did the art for the show is called Banksy, not that one. <laughs> uh, so apparently, the, the guy who performed the show is not the Rob Kemp you're thinking of. <laughs> So, uh, it's it was only available for a limited time on VHS. You can still get it now on digital download, which is one of the reasons we're talking about it, because it is still time to get this to make your Christmas Elvis be in your special kind of way. Yeah, I mean, there is, there is still time. Uh, you can, actually, um, the, the, the limited pre-order, essentially, um, what... Essentially, you can still get the VHS. Right. Uh, and that sounds like we ordered loads more than we needed, and that's not what happened. <laughs> what happens is, <laughs> what happens is, you, uh, they they make them in really small numbers. Yeah. Um, because who because who on earth would want them? So essentially, uh, so essentially, we don't make them to order, but we we make small batches, and so. Uh, there was a pre-order sort of limited edition. You're only going to get this at this point with 
like there was a whole bunch of bonus extras that I'm, uh, you know, some of them you're not going to get now. But um, the uh, you can still get it. It's just that we didn't we didn't want to oversubscribe. <laughs> we didn't want to go. Oh yeah, thousands of people are going to want this. I mean, we a warehouse full of VHSs in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, I love. I've looked. I've, I've looked at the packet. Of course, I have. We were there as part of the price. It's a real labour of love. We really took time over it, yeah. and it, it's, it really looks the business. It, it like the, the VHS looks weathered, and it's <laughs> it's 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 been given this. You get a lyric book with it and everything, uh, and it's it's been it's made to look like. I mean, there's, there's so many lovely little details that have been put on it to make it. And in it, there's like a uh, they got. Uh, uh, Banksy redesigned the Go Faster Stripe logo and retro retro designed it so that right. it, so when, when the show starts the, the logo on the start of the show was like an 80s design mm -hmm. to give it that feel and there's also sort of CR like it's been given the sort of uh, low low resolution CRT uh, you're, you're in 625 lines this is one that doesn't yeah. deserve HD it's not right and it flickers every now and again. Yeah. And it, by the way, it, and by the way, I, I realise what I'm what I'm saying to everyone there is, hey, buy this low this low quality <laughs> because when you when you buy it, you do still get the HD show. You still get it as a digital download. Yeah. So it's essentially if you've got the player, you can play it. It does work. <laughs> <laughs> it's really on there. But the shelf artifact. <laughs> Is of more interest to the people who uh, uh, who probably uh, are. It's maybe if you saw the show on digital download, you would then become a person who wanted to own the thing. Who knows? Maybe I'm that charming. Who knows? Well, yeah, everybody wants a bit of Rob Kemp in their life, uh, and if you can have it in such a way, oh, what? It's also just to, whilst I'm doing the hard sell, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's also you can get it on DVD, which is a slightly less dead format. <laughs> And it does look different, and it, 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 the, you know, and one of the little details which I thought was quite nice for the package of the DVD is that the uh, the sleeve is reversible, and so you can have the art for the DVD, or you can reverse it, and it's the it's the art for the VHS, and it actually says that it's uh, commemorative VHS art edition, because I thought it's like as if in my head what happened in the real world where I released a, a video in 1980. And what happened was the video came out and then 20 years later in like the year 2000 uh, the VHS edition of this video Nasty had been remastered and put out and so they wanted it to be a commemorative edition you know I, in, I, in was, my I was worried <laughs> already about you based on previous interactions but uh, I, I now feel I'm part of your support bubble uh, to try and help you through this situation but uh, there the, <laughs> My, I had I had a conversation with my girlfriend just recently where where I had a bit of an epiphany that I'm I am by the way I'm, you know people go oh I'm mad me um, <laughs> and they're usually not well um, I was in this conversation with my girlfriend and she she just said you know you know you're not normal right <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, was, and I had this, it was a bit of an existential moment where, a bit of a crisis where I was like, 
no, well, no, no, this is this is this is how people think, right? <laughs> and then after after a, a bit of pondering and a bit of you know rumination, I was like, actually, no, you're you're right. <laughs> I'm the odd one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've owned this since that time. I mentioned the dog agility course. We were we were both co-hosting an event in a field in Shropshire. Um, they loved you much more than they liked me. I know that much to start off with. I don't know what I did to upset them, but they absolutely adored you. And uh, they, they, they may have hated me for the fact I made you run through a dog agility course and you were nearly as fast as a Jack Russell. <laughs> I remember, I had, I, I had a blast doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm blast. That day I got to sit in Ecto-1 uh, and I got to fire a gun. Yeah, yeah you did clay pigeon shooting and everything, didn't you? I wasn't dreadful either. Which, which is what counts, as you are, you're also not dreadful when it comes to uh, your comedy, your VHSs, your singing, except of course when you're auditioning for The X Factor, that may limit things a little bit. But uh, obviously all this is out there. And how do we get hold of uh, a bit of uh, Rob Kemp on the, the shelf, uh, on in the DVD player and in that magical digital world, however it is that works, who knows? Don't explain it to me. Uh, on go, gofasterstripe.com. Then do we search for Elvis Dead or, or, or Rob Kemp or... Uh -huh. Search bar, you can search for Rob Kemp or you can search for The Elvis Dead. The Elvis Dead. Uh, I forgot the the, yeah. And just look out for that random articles in The Guardian, uh, big in your... It could have been worse. It could have been The Mail on Sunday or something, couldn't it? That would have been bad. Yeah. I imagine that you wouldn't have had me on if that were the case. I, I, the, well, I'd like to think that I wouldn't, to be fair, but uh, there we go. I, I, it might have again been out of sympathy. However, in this case, it is all about the entertainment. And uh, you think this... Is there a new show brewing, maybe centred around dishwasher sales, which could be hitting the... Uh, uh, the, the marketplace when we can actually go out again? No. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. no not on uh, dishwasher sales. There are new shows <laughs> brewing, um, but they're not around dishwasher sales. Uh, the show that I was going to take to Edinburgh last year, which obviously got cancelled, um, the show that I started previewing was called Agenda, and it was about uh, uh, gender identity and gender expression. It was... Uh, sounds a bit heavy. It wasn't heavy. There was uh, some big trouble little China jokes in there. Hey. Um, <laughs> for 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 a for a heavy subject, I think I made it quite light and fun. And this year, uh, rather than tackling a particular subject, I decided I've decided to try to write a show that um, reflects the 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 roller coaster of a conversation uh, that I am part of. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying uh, oh, Rob Kemp, he's a raconteur. Don't think that. I think I, I, think I make conversation a trauma, and I'm, I apologise unreservedly for that. Uh, I just, I'm, I, I, I know that uh, I start lots of sentences and don't end them. I know that I uh, go off on tangents and don't uh, resolve them. I know that. Uh, and I just wanted to bring that experience to people and that's going to be called meandering that's something to look forward to it's going to be an absolute treat and i'm going to guess there's going to be a version of that available on uh, cine film in eight millimeter uh, to be able to look at in a dusty cartridge on a cupboard somewhere no 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 meandering will only be available in after the show's finished it'll only be available in direct conversation with me 
on on request. <laughs> so whether that's on Zoom, Skype, or in the reality world of uh, trying to just yeah, maintain his hair and have a sensible conversation with you, that uh, will be your way of getting that bit of Rob Kemp into your world. I think we all need some of it. If anything, just to share him out a little bit to make him more standard. Uh, we, we, we love you as you are. Thank you for joining us. Have a fantastic Christmas and uh, go and get your digital download of The Elvis Dead now. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye. <laughs>
you know, flat because of that they've come out this year. And uh, yeah. Yeah, there's even some that will put a tear in your eye uh, for the for you as, as you go along. And I would just want to be cheered up. And you're the man to do that, aren't you? So give us the background to how the song works out because it's quite energetic, isn't it? Well, as I said, so when I did Big Brother, I did a song. I I, I used to shout showbiz all the fi- every five minutes, <laughs> as you probably remember. Yes. And um, <laughs> I decided, well, it was just something that happened, really. I mean, they encouraged it, Big, Big Brother. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of the thing about Big Brother is they they find something that they can tag on to and they, they make it more. It's all about editing that show, really. Oh, yeah. Um, but but I I thought you know to do a song called Showbiz Christmas of 2015 would be a good idea. So I did a song which is about being in the Big Brother house, being in the diary room, and other reality shows, which at the time was relevant. But then I realised five years later it wasn't relevant, and it was time to do the song again. So I I had it rewritten. Um, with up-to-date lyrics, um, I had the track uh, improved. It's, it's slightly faster, more more modern, um, and a new video. So I decided to bring back the song for 2020 because, as I said earlier, there's no entertainment really. There was no panto, and it was very difficult to know what work would be available that I could bring back that song um, and and do something with it. And it, you know, it's. I mean, I've had the streams in this morning. I mean, for you know, it's it's never it's never you know it's never going to be a blockbuster number one international hit, Jason. It just isn't. But it's fun. It's it's a bit of fun for Christmas. It's a novelty song, and the stream figures are very good. I mean, you know, people around the world are are streaming it and listening to it and that is really really humbling to me and we need this but it is fun and this is this is you are the, the epitome of fun you go out there you entertain as you say you've been doing care homes putting smiles on people's faces all nicely socially distanced and, and doing it in, in such a way that the the energy is so big that it can get over any distance can't it Exactly, exactly. And that is about me, really. I am about fun and entertainment. And that's what I love doing. And I think that's what the song is. Uh, And, you know, I'm hoping that it can, I mean, I'll be honest with you, with the pandemic this year, it's been very difficult to do as much as I wanted to do with it. I mean, I am a live person. I love being out there with the crowds. Uh, You know, there was going to be a lot of light switch ons and Mm -hmm. I would have been perfect for that with the song. And that would have got it more known, um, more TV in the studios. Impossible this year. They're doing very little in the studios. It's all on Zooms and, and, and from home. And it's for me, that's quite difficult because I, I am a performer and it's about getting up there and doing it. So um, I, I think, but you're right, entertainment is, is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I think that I wanted to update the song so it was more relevant for, for years to come. And um, and I'm glad I did because the lyrics now will stay and the lyrics are completely different, really, to what I had 2015 to what they are now. So, you know, it's it's a song that will just grow and grow and grow. And hopefully next year, I mean, I, I, I mean, I will be back in Panto next year and I'll stick it in the, in the show. And obviously it will get more it will get more known. So it, it, it's music industry is, is just so tough. It's so it's so difficult, even like writing a novelty song, really. There are so many people that are having a go at it. And as you said, there's so many contenders for Christmas number one. And in, in even Christmas songs this year, Jason, there's so mm. many that are that are are credible but they're but they're not christmas it's not what christmas is about which is about fun we needed something this year that was going to make people smile and have a laugh yeah uh, you know and and there's one or two others that can do that but they're they've, they've already done it and it was like time for another song but you know i 
I'm pleased what it's achieved. I think it's been very difficult with the pandemic. I mm-hmm. think it's stopped me from doing a lot what I am about, which is entertaining and being live. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a year where, uh, Mr. Showbiz, I mean, Showbiz has been brought into our homes. And uh, just as, as a little thought, I mean, you've seen into loads of people's houses through Zoom, as you've mentioned. Who Have you had a favourite household that you've seen because of Zoom? You're one of the stars uh, who are out there that, uh, you know, they are equally as showbiz as you and uh, have been able to let on what their kitchen looks like, that sort of stuff. I did a, I did a great interview with Shane Nolan, which is Shane Rich's son, uh, mm-hmm. Colleen Nolan from Loose Women. I did a great interview with him and that was a really showbiz uh, interview with the mother as well, with Colleen as well. That was really lovely. So that was quite showbiz. I think that's the nearest to show busy that I've done in the last few months. I mean, I've done some amazing. I mean, I've, I've done. I, I mean, I don't just do this. I do lots of stuff. I do a lot of uh, writing for magazines and, and mm-hmm. the press, like columns and like sort of showbiz gossip type columns. So this year, I've done a lot of that, like catching up with celebrities and doing some stuff. And I've done a lot of stuff with some of the cast of Mrs. Brown's Boys, which have been amazing. Um, and obviously, Big Brother when it came back on E4, I did all the. I did a. 10 shows of people Perez Hilton um uh oh Craig uh, who won Big Brother Big Brother won you know obviously being in Big Brother myself I managed to get a lot of the Big Brother stars Kelly Maloney um, and they were really show busy but I think Colleen and Shane was probably the most show busy for yeah, me yeah I mean, that scene that. to their home was a bit of a giggle so that's that is mm. all good right so the important bit is, where are you on all the socials and uh, streams? How do we get to have our very own Showbiz Christmas uh, with your help? Well, Showbiz Christmas is available on all um, on, on iTunes, on Spotify. You can stream it, download it now. And uh, very important to say, Jason, that all the money from the streams is going to Age UK. Um, I, just, I picked a charity for this song. Uh, I think the age, age elderly in particular have struggled this year with the pandemic and I decided to pick Age UK to raise money for this song so all the streams will go to Age UK. Um, so all the obvious places where you can download music, Spotify, iTunes, um, you can also watch and enjoy the video on YouTube. It's on uh, uh, Showbiz Christmas, Mr Showbiz on YouTube um, and follow me on Instagram um, at Simon Gross Showbiz. Um, or my Facebook accounts, which is just my name. Uh, but more than anything, just really, I want people, urge people to stream the song and buy it, download it, because all the money will make such a difference to help to Age UK. Well, such fun and great cause. That's all we expect from you, and we're going to have an absolutely Aww. brilliant Christmas because of it. So, thank you for joining us. You are Mr. Showbiz and always will be in our hearts, and thank you for it, and have a brilliant. And a great big, a great big showbiz. (laughs) Christmas Day at a Christmas house party and the Christmas lights are up again. Rocking around the Christmas tree, I'm really glad I came. I sing along with every Christmas song. I wish this party lasts the whole year long. Cause the Christmas bells are ringing and the presents are The champagne's 
We're looking ahead to September 2021 when Staffordshire's Trentham Estate will welcome some of the world's biggest music stars to their new music event, Trentham Live. One of those stars is Jai McDonald, who joins me now. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. And how are you? I am not too bad. The sun is shining here in Scotland, so all is well. <laughs> that, that is good. It does help. So... What's going on with this one then? Because I mean, having something in the diary which hasn't got Tipex all over it's quite a nice idea, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> it really is. That's um, it's. Oh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. Um, I think it's it's a brilliant lineup for the evening, and um, I just hope that you know the audiences will come out and be as hungry as we are to to see us as like as we are to perform. Because it's just it's it's nice to have things that you know probably will go ahead because I've got stuff in the diary for the beginning of the year but I don't think it will go ahead but at least in September I'm like yeah it should definitely go ahead by then mm-hmm. well, it will be good well since you won Britain's Got Talent I mean you've been touring pretty much endlessly there's been music releases as well and this is yeah, what you were dreaming of when that application went in I am sure but I, the, the the wide breadth of different places you got to play and alongside some even more uh, 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 some, some more actually you probably never would have would have dreamt of I mean it must be amazing yeah it has been um, I've just honestly it's, there's things that have happened to me in the last nine years that I could only have dreamt of and it's just been an incredible roller coaster of a journey to get to to this point and um and I think you know 2020 has taught performers you know all over the world to to you know embrace everything with gratitude and and joy and happiness because you know it can be taken away um and I think you know it's it's shown me for sure that I I do love what I do because you know like everything else you you have your days where you're like this is tough is this what is this that's it is this tough and then you you realize you know like I, I always say it doesn't matter how hard it is as soon as I step on stage everything feels right and so you know it, it always makes me realize that it's where I'm supposed to be and it's it's, it's what I'm supposed to do and mm-hmm. um and yeah it has definitely been an incredible experience and there's definitely been doors opened to me that would never have been opened otherwise so I am yeah truly grateful for the show and and everything that's came after it and then you know even next year I'm looking forward to next year and a lot of work from this year has been moved but it's going to be busy but it's a good busy and (laughs) we like like good busy yeah and I'm still going to be managing to kind of travel around and do incredible stuff and the likes of um, I mean, I've worked with the, the Collabro boys a few times now, and, and I, I I worked with Matt Pagan earlier in the year in, in Pirate Queen um, in London's West End. We both made a West End debut, and um, it's nice just to connect with them. But it'll be even nicer to meet Alfie as well because I have yep. I've never met him before, so. Yeah, well, he, he's, he's headlining. You're working with him on that, you know, big finale to the show. And day three is going to be absolutely fantastic. The Sunday is always the best yeah. day to be on, anyway, isn't it? Uh, so that that's always good. But I mean, it is a, a fantastic lineup over the whole three days, and a festival you really want to be part of. Uh, the Vamps on there on the Saturday, and yeah. uh, McFly on the uh, the Friday. So, you know, it's it's a huge event. And there's some fantastic artists, yourself included in that, and a chance really to hopefully by this point let our hair down a bit and have a great time at what is a proper festival. And that's the thing, it's a proper festival with something for everybody. That's it, that's it, you're right. Um, it is an, I genuinely wish I could go to all three dates, 
because um, I love McFly and I love the vamps as well. Uh, and, and I think, you know, if even if you, you're not a massive fan of, of those bands, it will still be an incredible incredible experience anyway, just having yep. a live gig in a festival and, oh, it'll be magic. <laughs> and, um, and, and what have you got from you uh, available to, to, to buy in the run-up? Because you, your fans will want to be getting to the latest stuff that you're going to be performing there. So what have you been enjoying performing recently? Um, well, recently, so I, I released a single this year um, called Ain't Talked in a While. Um, so that's my latest uh, song that's out at the moment. Hopefully, I'll be releasing other stuff, maybe in the run-up to the show. Um, I haven't planned anything yet, so I'm not sure. But you never know what what will happen. I have been doing a bit of writing during lockdown, um, not as much as I thought I was gonna. <laughs> but um, well, it's having the inspiration, isn't it? It's a difficult bit. So yeah, that's it. It's, you've you've got to be in the right uh, frame of mind, and I think you know Netflix is too appealing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, so, and, and as we don't want 500 songs about Netflix from virtually every artist on the planet either, do we? That's it. That's <laughs> it. So um, where do we go to find you and all your socials and the like? Uh, well, I'm on everything. I think I'm on well, except for TikTok. Although I've been told I need to be on. TikTok. You should be on TikTok. <laughs> that would be amusing. Um, I I'm on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and Instagram, so it's uh, I think it's Jai underscore McDowell for Twitter and Instagram, and then Jai McDowell Music for YouTube and Facebook. So um, go and have a look. Okay, if you check, like it, give me a like. Check it all Share out, absolutely. And yeah, and then you'll be able to uh, see everything that's going on in the build up to it, and there will be build up that's as well right. as we run forwards towards 2021 and this brilliant event in September, uh, early part of the month as well. So the weather's going to be fantastic. We know that. Ticketmaster.co.uk forward slash Trentham dash live T R E N T H A M dash live to get your tickets and uh, be part of a fantastic festival with amazing headliners and a great team bringing together some fantastic music over three days just up the road in Trentham in Staffordshire. Well, Jay McDowell, thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you very much for having me, Jason. Take care of yourself and have a nice Christmas. Week 13 exists in virtually every genre of music. So many styles, so many ways of waking you up and making you love the sound they're making. Nick Townsend joins me now to tell me about their latest foray, which is into something festive. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. Good morning to you. How are we doing? Um, I'm I'm very good. It's um, today's the uh, the day the single should be coming out soon, but we have a copyright claim we have to wait for. So um, because we we've released a cover, so uh, we were hoping to go yeah the single's out, but because it's Christmas we have to wait a bit longer. So. We put a music video out with a song on, and I don't think the single will be out until next year now. Well, but the important bit is we can see that online. It's all part of YouTube, which means uh, if anybody does have a copyright claim that they can uh, get uh, their fee off that, because that's what you want. You, you put, you're a musician who knows how to play fair, and that's the reason you're going through this and not just getting on with it, which some others may have done in the past. So uh, you're, you're playing it properly, but it does mean we can enjoy this on YouTube. So tell us a bit about the track itself, because it's a cover of a song by a French band. Yeah, they're called Bops, B-O-P-S. They're three brothers uh, from France. Um, I was quite fortunate. Um, uh, the band I'm in week 13, we played with them about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, we thought they were fantastic musicians. They were incredible um brilliant harmonies tight a free piece like ourselves and um me and wesley we we just said we've got to tell them how cool they are we thought what's the best way it's 
can we cover one of your songs? And uh, they said, yeah. Um, they, we kind of said, um, maybe you could cover one of our songs. I don't know if they ever will. I won't, I won't take offence if I don't. But um, it was a real pleasure to try and um, do something with one of their songs. I mean, they've got hundreds of brilliant tunes. We just picked one which we thought we could make our fans enjoy as well. Uh, so we slowed the track down, we made it heavier, uh, we got the guitar solos in, we changed the vocals a little bit, um, and it's it sounds like a Week 13 tune, but it's not, it's mm -hmm. actually a pop tune, and uh, I recommend everyone hears the original, because the original is always the best. Well, but even so, I mean, you've got your take on it, so is it a bit festive? The song is called Mary. Mm -hmm. Um you could say it's got religious overtones, but I don't think that's what the point of the song was. Um, but we made a music video and we made it quite bright and fun. Uh, we filmed it during the lockdown. We hired out the Robin 2 in Bilston, Wolverhampton. And we had gigantic uh, inflatable fat suits, uh, <laughs> red, green and uh, blue. Uh, we thought we'd make this nice and fun and happy. This, no swearing, nothing vulgar. It's just family fun. Pure fun, and that's what we want at this time of year. So people can enjoy the video. We're going to take a little bit of a, a listen to a clip of it, uh, so we will get a flavour for, for what is out there. But I mean, we, last time we spoke, I mean, you've been working in the studio and doing all sorts of stuff throughout 2020, uh, where lockdown and, and rules have allowed. So it's 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 still being an interesting year for week 13, and and you, you've adapted uh, like so many people have, but uh, something you're not expected. But still, I think you've come out of this year on top, haven't you? This has probably been the most productive the band's been um, except not everybody sees everything you know, because um, we've got 15 tracks coming out next year and to make those happen we have to have hours and hours of studio time mm -hmm. uh, conversations between uh, the engineer John who was on the last show yeah. and this um, sometimes I think I'm too hard on him because I'm quite passionate about something and he works extremely hard and uh, sometimes I'm trying to say something to my head and I think, oh my, I hope he doesn't get offended mm -hmm. and then he realises, um, of course I'm not offended, it's your opinion, uh, music's subjective, so um, when he says this is perfect uh, and I'll say actually I've noticed something and then he'll argue reasons why it works. I listen. I usually agree with him <laughs> <laughs> because he's normally always right. But but this is why you've got him in the team, and this is why it works so well together. Every band has uh, an engineer that they enjoy working with the most because they are effectively an extra member of the band, the one responsible for how your creativity turns into the sound that your audience loves. And as I say, you've got to have that sort of level of, of being able to, to, to speak your mind to make sure that you are getting the best out of all these things. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's part of building a sound and building the, the band to work as it is. So when are these 15 releases going to be? Because last time we spoke, you weren't sure quite when that was all going to start. Well, I think looking at how the world's working, we wanted to go next summer, but it could end up being next Christmas. Mm -hmm. I, don't really, I, don't, I don't want to really um, disappoint anyone, 
So we are intending on it will be released next year in one way, shape, or form. But I can't really give a date. It could be uh, next summer. It could be next autumn. It could be next winter. Um, we, we've got to play the game. Yeah, there's an awful lot of music out there. That's what we know, and it is going to be merged into uh, the light at some point. And I mean. Your stuff, you say the bits of it are heavy. They they are and they aren't. I mean, they're they're always accessible, which I think is is quite good. You 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 can be shouty, but you're always discernible. I think when we do shouty, it's more sarcastic. <laughs> um, we're trying to write tunes, and we've got something to say, like most bands, but um, we can't be pigeonholed in one particular genre of music which makes things very difficult for us because um, people will hear one song and they'll imagine, right, all your songs sound like that. And then they'll hear another song and they'll go, that's a completely different band, but it sounds like you. <laughs> well, that's the whole point. This is Week 13. Week 13 can be any style it wants to be. We're songwriters. Me and Wesley work very well together. Uh, we're the main songwriters of the band. And we work uh, to try and make sure that every song is different which sounds mad because some people will just release one song and then they'll go, that was good, let's make it again. And uh, they'll have an album with 10 songs that sound very, very similar and they'll go, that's what the fans want. I think our fans are intelligent and they're not going to listen to different versions of the same song. Yeah. So we'll give them something different each time. I can name bands who have done that and they've been successful at it, but you're only successful at that for so long. You don't have the sort of longevity that someone like the Beatles or Rolling Stones, you too have had, where they've reinvented themselves every other album. I think you have to reinvent yourself and I think some people are afraid to do that because um, uh, steering away from something that's worked before is uh, an unknown. We, we see that, we like to embrace that and we go, right, let's do something better. And some people um, are very afraid to sort of step into different types of genres. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've, we've tested so many waters on this new album, but when people hear it, they'll probably realise why it took so long. <laughs> we've spent three years on this, and I'd say a good two years were um, spent testing these songs out live. Um, a few people had heard them, and we got feedback, and then we go, right, we need to change this to make it a bit more powerful. Um, we're not trying to beat bash people's head in. We're trying to write music that they can relate to or can inspire and have fun with. Um, there's a few songs which you'll hear next year which could be frowned upon and they're probably saying something which people might go, I didn't expect them to say that. Well, expectations, whatever you expect in this album, you'll probably be um, surprised because I don't think anyone's going to expect this. <laughs> well, Week 13, uh, a band that say, I've known through you for a number of years now and uh, have got, say, just a, a unique sound and unique in between releases as well, which is the other cunning part, as we've already said. Uh, where do we go to find out more about everything you're doing and, of course, your YouTube channel to see your cover version of Mary? Um, if people go on the Week 13 YouTube, um, it's W-E-A-K-1-3, all one word. If you type that in, you should uh, come up with a YouTube channel. Um, there's a brand new video. It's come out this week. It's called Mary. And even if you've um, heard Week 13 before and you kind of made your mind up and judged us, or, judged us already, I'd say give us a chance. Uh, this song's a bit of fun. 
And at this point in our lives, during this situation that most people are in, I think people need a bit of escapism. So we're not even trying to make money from this. This is all about putting something out there that's fun that people can enjoy. And I've dedicated it to um, three people, three very important people who have passed away recently. Um, one of them being my father. And if I can make uh, them smile wherever they are by making myself look like a clown on the <laughs> video, I'm more than happy to do that. But musically, we're not going to insult them. We're going to give them our best every single time. So uh, I hope they're laughing somewhere, smiling. Absolutely. And I hope we can make a lot of other people laugh and smile. And also enjoy the music. It's a fantastic tune. The original is the best. We've done our version. And uh, musically, I think people will like it. I think if I see the video, they can have a good laugh as well. Yeah, well, the, the original hadn't got inflatables in the Robin 2, which I think is where you sold it no. to me before the music even gets brought into it as well. So it's going to be an absolute treat. So we'll take a burst of that now. But for now, Nick J Townsend of Week 13, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Jason.
Excerpts from 31 Pieces is now available from Edward Shilvers, who joins me on the line to tell me more about this piece. Hello, sir. Uh, hi there. Yes, 31 Pieces. Um, the album's getting released in March, and what we have at the moment is an EP that's just come out, which is excerpts from the 31 Pieces. So this is a big project. 31 Pieces sounds like a lot of work, and uh, a lot of time spent at the piano. It was a lot of time spent at the piano, yes. It's taken me like a few years to work out a lot of what I'm doing on the pieces. There's a lot of new techniques I'm using, a lot of new harmonic systems I'm using, and lots of just new conceptual ideas that have taken a long time to mature and, and work through. So it's, yeah, it's an exciting thing to have it finished, and I'm really looking forward to the release. The EP's are a bit of a teaser, uh, and, and does this give us a, a flavour across the whole of the 31 pieces? What could we find on there? Well, we did try to get a sort of representative sample of the pieces on 31 Pieces, but it's very difficult because there's several styles in there. We, we, with only five, we couldn't really get a fully representative sample. But we think it's, fair, it's as representative as it can be with five pieces is what the feeling of the team is. Big, long discussion between everybody involved to see which, which five would get selected. <laughs> lots of differences of opinion. Tell us about the five that are there. OK, well, the first one... Um, is the kind of my flagship riff because it's the best example of what it is that I'm trying to do um, in music particularly. And it's, it's because it has four different speeds happening, uh, a ratio of seven to five to three to two, but with very, very simple motifs making up those parts, which leads to a kind of general grand texture, rhythmic texture, which is very complex, but made out of very simple pieces, um, which I think is kind of like reflective of the way that nature is beautiful. But I mean, these pieces of music, uh, they're built around mathematical charts, aren't they? Well, I wouldn't say they're built around mathematical charts. I've used a lot of mathematics in order to realise the ideas. The ideas generally come from an inspiration, but then the, the, a lot of maths is required to be able to get from the inspiration to the physical actually doing of it. Because it, the, you know, if you get an idea like, I want to have something going at four different speeds and this, this, this or that's happening, you have to work out how that's possible because it's all very well to think of four speeds, but it's very practically difficult to make that, to be able to do it, but also to make it sound beautiful. And mathematical charts, I, I use mathematical charts for mode systems, for harmonic systems. Mm -hmm. So everybody's probably familiar with the normal modes, Ionian, Dorian, Mixolydian, Phrygian, those kind of modes. And I've just made a, a, a bigger selection so that I've got more space to, to compose in harmonically. And, and through this sort of precision, uh, I suppose this allows the music to be pure? I don't know. But I, say pure I, I find myself that the more um, I have these structures, these, these uh, various mathematical structures, the more I feel free within them because they open up new worlds of freedom. Whereas if I'd say to myself, I can just play anything, then I, I would tend to, to go towards the same sort of things every time. I think like most improvisers do. When you improvise, you go towards the same kind of thing that you're used to improvising because your body does what it's used to doing. But having these different systems in place forces me to go in different directions all the time, and that's I'm constantly learning and growing, and that's really what it's about. So if we had to align your music with maybe one of the famous artists who are out there, who do you see yourself sort of fitting in with? Artists out there today? In all of history. In all of history? Wow, God. I mean, I, that's hard to say. I mean, the composers that I'm definitely most influenced by are Bach and Wagner. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think they scaled the highest heights of transcendence in music. And that is essentially what I'm aiming at, is to have music that can afford a transcendental experience for the listener. Um, so I, I, I think it would be very immodest to, to in any way compare myself to Bach or Wagner. So I wouldn't do that. But I'd say that they are certainly my biggest inspirations. If I was going to compare myself to anyone today, though, I think Radiohead are a band I really, really love. And I think they're doing a lot of very innovative things with rhythm and harmony as well. I really respect their work. And if you were to paint a picture with this music, what would that look like? It would look like nature. It would look like a, 
a forest with the sun shining on it or an ocean with a pink sunset over it or a, a rushing stream or a fire or something like that. With the sound that you're creating, these 31 pieces, uh, and how much music will that be when we finally see the release in March? Are we talking uh, several CDs or, or are they sort of flavours and tastes rather than a complete meal? Well, some are, some are longer than others. I mean, the shortest is less than a minute and the longest is probably seven or eight minutes. Um, but they're, they're very varied. The whole thing, I think, is about two hours. Is it two hours, Ben? One hour 48. One hour 48, the whole, the whole thing. But, weirdly, um, although that would fit on two CDs, we're going to have to do it on three CDs because of the way that the tracks are split up and, and it would, just wouldn't, wouldn't make artistic sense to split them in a... In that way. And how do you envisage people listening to this? Because you don't want to lose any of the sound by popping it on in the car, but equally you probably will want this sort of soundtrack to be uh, images that maybe you were driving through rolling countryside. I don't know. I think I, ultimately, I would like people to, and I know this is a big ask, but I'd like people to just sit down, turn their phone off, turn all the lights off, and properly listen to it all the way through. That's a very big ask. It's very difficult to get people to do that these days. So generally, I'd be happy if anybody listened to it in any context. But I think you'd definitely get the most out of it if you properly listen to it, and maybe several times. Indulge yourself in the in in the layers as well, because I'm I'm getting the impression that this is really built up to uh, some sort of crescendo of sound. I don't know if it builds to a crescendo. It it ends in the same way that it starts because this this is circular. Uh, I want to get this eternal flavour. One of one of the main concepts of the Fetchman pieces is that none of the tracks have a beginning or end. All of them fade in and fade out. And I want to give the impression that all of these pieces are constantly going on for eternity and they're constantly different and changing. But you as a listener are coming in and visiting these 31 worlds and coming out of them, um, these strange alien worlds. Uh, and is there a world there that is your favourite? Um, probably the first slash last one. Um, the central the central rift uh, is probably my favourite. But, uh, you know, different days, one feels different ways about what is your favourite. I like them all. Um, we, there, there was a lot that got cut off the thing because they weren't quite, you know, right. So everything that's left, I'm really, I really love. With the, uh, the the music and the way it's released, I mean, the EP you, you've already described here, having difficulty selecting the five to take with another, another 26, which will be, I think, Unleashed on the World is probably the right description when it comes to uh, release in March. How do you see the EP being digested differently to the album? Is it is it very much a case of you know, preparing your mind to, to sit down and understand what is in front of you and then being ready when the whole album comes? Or is it really just a, a little morsel to uh, to get everyone's appetite? I think it's both of those things. I think um, I do want to try and give people a little bit to begin with and just to get, get, get a taste, to get a feel for it. before Because it's a quite a big commitment to plunge yourself into a two-hour record and listen to the whole thing. And particularly with people's attention spans these days, you know, you're lucky to get someone to concentrate for five minutes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it's good to have the, the EP out there to, to start to get a little bit of attention around it. Also, so that when we release the EP, there's maybe a little bit more, when we, when we release the CD, there's a bit more going on. So when we come to taking a track now, what should we take a listen to? Bearing in mind, I've got the EP in front of me. Uh, are you, you going to play track one? We can, whichever you wish, it's your choice. I think I would go for track one. I'm, I'm, I'd probably get some opposition from some others for that. But I think track one is, is probably my favourite. And what I'd say about it is, if, if anyone's listening, if you listen to the, the, the first motif, it sounds like this texture of, um, texture of notes. But if you're listening carefully, there are four different parts playing the same thing at four different speeds. And that, that gives the texture. So if you, listen, if you listen out for that, you might hear more depth in the work than you might otherwise not. <laughs> 
So the title is Here This Forever, H-E-R-E. Yeah, here spelled H-E-R-E, not here as in with your ears, mm-hmm. as in right here, now in this, here, yeah. Well, we'll take a listen to that. Before we do, though, tell us uh, where we can find you and your music online. Okay, so we've got a YouTube channel, which would be great if anyone out there wants to subscribe to, which is Edward Chilver's Piano, YouTube. Uh, we're on Spotify. I think there's Facebook and Instagram going on. There's plenty going on. If you Google my name, but particularly Spotify and YouTube. So check out the details. Edward Chilvers, C-H-I-L-V-E-R-S is the spelling. That's right. And you can explore a world with 31 destinations come March. Meanwhile, the brochure has five destinations and it. it's very much like a travel log and uh, a chance to escape the world we live in at the moment into the world of your music. Brilliant. Edward Chilvers, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much.
With about a quarter of us nervous about having our family in our homes between the 23rd and 27th of December, 62% will not be using cleaning products that will kill COVID on surfaces. Something we certainly need to think about. Somebody who knows how to get a surface clean, it's TV icon and presenter of How Clean Is Your House, Aggie McKenzie. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jason. What cleaning tips have you got for us at Christmas? Oh, well, general cleaning tips, but I'd say the, the biggest, revolution that's happened lately is fog fan so if you if you're bringing people into your home like vulnerable elderly people and everyone's very anxious and worried about whether the house is clean enough or not and whether people are going to catch coronavirus this is this will allay anyone's fears and anxieties it's a really can i explain to you how it works yeah i mean what what is a fog fan to start off with so um, it's like a humidifier and you put a compound into it, which is completely organic. And so that this vapor goes into the air and you can have it on just for a few minutes a day or half an hour or whatever. It depends on how big your room is and when your guests are coming. And this um, completely um, organic compound, it will go through the air and it will eliminate all your microbes and viruses and bacteria, fungi, including coronavirus. And um, it works in such a way so that um, everything is uh, eliminated and you don't have to worry about it. So, you know, it's good to be cleaning, but at the same time, this gives an extra layer of reassurance and protection. So it's actually cleaning the air, which is something that's quite difficult to do, because not even you can clean exactly. the air with a duster, can you? me and it does it all for you so in fact you have to do less cleaning with the fog fan it's brilliant that's like brilliant fun i mean but what does christmas mean to you though when it it is about getting together how do you enjoy your christmas festivities oh it's to do with eating far too much drinking far too much and getting other people to do as much as they possibly can so it's not all left to me so basically you you spent the whole year cleaning the house uh and making sure everything's (laughs) spot on because it's got to be to your standards even though you've tried to train them this doesn't necessarily always work but you then yeah want to enjoy christmas with them and let them get on with the, the the tasks in hand Totally. Actually, do you know what? I always um, gear it so that I spend Christmas at someone else's house. So I'm spending it at um, my ex's house, which has been for the last few years. It's just ideal. So all the action happens down there, all the mess, all the stuff that needs to be cleaned up. So what I'm going to do is a day in advance, I'm going to take the fog fan down there because there'll be three households down there and everyone's a bit nervous. And so we all can relax and enjoy ourselves. And I can walk away and leave the mess behind. Isn't that ideal? That sounds like an absolutely brilliant idea for untidy somebody else's house. And that, Is this one of your secrets to keeping your own place tidy generally so you don't have to work too hard? Absolutely. No, it's definitely a secret. Don't allow anyone in, really. So, you know, bring in their mess and, and all the rest of it. No. No, I, I actually, I like having people around, but it's just, you know, can't do it this year really can't come and go as we as we would like to and i know we already know the the, the fog fan is going to be on several people's christmas lists but is there, yeah. uh, do, do you often get given cleaning products for christmas i mean is it is it like that weird washing up brush with a novelty handle on that you get sent or <laughs> yeah yeah i get i get sent lots of stuff and um, I, I have to tell you something funny which is like my sorting office is like three miles from my home sometimes the pr will send something that needs to be signed for and it's something that I really would rather not have. But I don't know that that's something I'd really not rather have. So I've got to make the three-mile journey down to the sorting office. It's really annoying. <laughs> that's, that's not good. However, if you were opening a box with a fog fan in it, you'd be absolutely more than happy. And as you say, this is I a way of... 
Yeah, a way of cleaning surfaces without any hassle at all. Exactly. That's right. I mean, it kind of does the cleaning for you in a way. It takes uh, a whole layer of cleaning away from you that you don't have to even think about. But do not do yourself out of a job. That would be poor. No, that would be terrible. No, I'm all for this. You know what? I think cleaning is actually an evil necessity. Um, I don't think people should be cleaning unless something needs to be cleaned. And, um, you know, I'm not an obsessive cleaner at all. It's like, you know, a home needs to be um, clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be happy. That's my mantra. Well, that sounds like a, a good one to have. And if, if you don't make too much mess in the first place, you don't end up with bits of surface that need cleaning as much. But uh, in the case of this one, the air certainly needs to be cleaned because we've got to breathe, haven't we? We need to breathe. Totally, totally. Actually, that's right. And because bacteria and viruses and um, fungi, they're all invisible. We don't know what we've, what we've got on the surfaces or in the air. And then that, that can sort of you know, trigger anxiety, particularly um, at the moment where... And, you know, the virus is around and, you know, the numbers are going up and up and up all the time. So, you know, you want to be able to feel that a level of assurance and that you can, you can, you know, breathe and relax and enjoy yourself, particularly at Christmas time. You're not going to catch anything nasty. Absolutely. Do absolutely everything you can to reduce the risk. And it's all about risk reduction, everything that we're thinking about at the moment. So that sounds like a really good path to take. Particularly with older people around, you know, it's just not fair. And I think that it's so important to, you know, for some people, some families, it might be the last Christmas that they have with that elderly person. And so even more reason to take, you know, to go the extra mile, take uh, as many precautions as you can. And this is a, certainly a really surefire way of doing it. Sounds like a, a good move. Where do we go to for more information? Well, if you go to fog.fan, all the information is there. It's really clearly set out, explains everything, how it works, how to use it, how to get hold of it. It's really excellent. Absolutely. And Aggie, is there a Christmas-related cleaning song that you sing when you are trying to get the cleaning done at home? That's a very good question. Um, oh, suggest one to me. Well, I, I just think you know, I mean, Frosty the Snowman's not not so good because he's making a mess outside and treading snow in, so I don't think we should go there. Uh, we've got Santa. If he gets stuck in the chimney, we've got real issues, so that's probably somewhere else we don't want to go. Uh, but I mean, would it be a case of you being more relaxed, like, enjoying your mistletoe and wine and making sure, that, making sure the berries don't fall on the floor? Would that be enough? That's it. Yeah, mistletoe and wine, good one. Except there's no mistletoe this year, is there? We, we, we just have to settle for a clean home and relax and enjoy it, don't we? Indeed, indeed. Relax and enjoy and know that you're going to be safe. Well, Aggie McKenzie, how clean is your house star? Thank you for joining us. Have a fantastic Christmas. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Happy Christmas to you all. Well, that's your lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to have you around for the 600th episode of The Milk Bar. Next week is the end of year quiz. I was kind of hoping when episode 600 came along, it would be the quiz. It's not. It's just one week out. That's, that's the way things are going this year. We have to get used to that. Meanwhile, though, do have a brilliant time over Christmas and uh, uh, share it as best you can within social bubbles. And I hope that uh, everybody stays well and safe for you over this festive period and into a brand new year that isn't too far away. But for now, thanks for joining us. I'll see you soon. Good afternoon. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.